The official Jets podcast is on the road. Bet it is a team sport, but together at WinBet. Eric Allen here at Walford in South Carolina with LeJay Doosable, former Jets defensive lineman. Now he's working for CBS Sports, continues to do Jets content as well. And the head coach, of course, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Oh, yeah. That is Anthony Becht. LeJay, what do you think about the wardrobe of AB today? He's the I only guy it. out here in blue. He's, he's out Just here like representing. you guys are in uniform. It's <laughs> what, I'm in uniform What do you now. say, EA? Once you're a head coach, you're a head coach everywhere. So he's got to go out and I'm represent. scout, man. I'm trying to find the bottom layer guys here to bring on my team and get better. I uh, love it. I love it. Okay, so joint practices. We got one day in, yeah. then inclement conditions. It was a stormy morning here in South Carolina, so the Jets practiced non-pads. Here on Thursday. Let's start with Wednesday. Jets get in some good work against the Carolina Panthers. What were your major takeaways initially, Deuce? Yeah, this Jets D-line is something else. I mean, there was one team period where Bryce Young got sacked like six or seven straight plays. Quentin Williams made a mark on practice. John Franklin Myers. I think the depth of the D-line is what I don't I don't want to say surprises you because we saw it last year. Right. But when you add a guy like Will McDonald and he even flashed in that practice, it shows you that they are the focal point of this defense, right? I love the secondary. Sauce Gardner was banged up, didn't practice. But you saw DJ Reed compete. Tony Allen just continues Tony to make Adams, plays. TA, yeah. He is the, the surprise of camp, I would say, for everybody. And looks like he's almost solidified that starting job next to Whitehead. I mean, I love his attitude. I think Solid talked about it before practice. He embodies what they want to do on defense on this team. And you just love this energy for a young second-year player. Aaron Rodgers is just a wily vet. He just knows where to go with the football, play in and play out. Now, the offensive line did have some struggles. I know a lot of people saw some some film from practice, but they continue to try to get better week in and week out. Um, they play this Saturday. We hope to see them take another step in that game. But those are some of the things that I saw. Aaron Rodgers just knowing where to go with the football in this offense, having full command of it. The defensive line just wreaking havoc, and I love what I saw from the secondary. Every day, A.B., I feel fortunate to be able to watch Rodgers because he makes a couple throws in practice that are just incredible. Like today, he hits Malik Teller up the sideline, despite D.J. Reed having great Crazy. coverage. And he's so controlled, so poised. He's a player coach on the field. What were you doing when you were bouncing around yesterday when you were taking in Jets Panthers? Yeah, I think, I think Ledger hit it on the head. I mean, the operation is smooth. Yeah. You know, and that makes everybody better. The linemen, the backs, the ball placement, when it comes out, out of the top of your stem with the receiver, the tight end. And even for the defensive side, like they're going to see it. They see it now. They see it real time, how quick it's going to be when you go against some of these great quarterbacks that play in the league. Uh, and is it? it's significantly different than – per se, when any other quarterback's in there. And that's Tim and, and Zach. It's just a different smoothness. And, and the fact that, you know, I kind of compare it when Brady came to the Bucks, he still had to learn a verbiage, and it was slower, and it took time, Correct. and they didn't mesh early. Here, man, it's like the buttons are getting pushed now. <laughs> Everybody's trying to catch up to him, which is good, because I see him teaching everybody. I mean, the, fact, the things that are glaring to me is that you get a walkthrough at the end of practice, and he's playing, putting a penny on, and he's the Mike backer, and he's telling the D-line which way to slant, which way to go, and we're, who walks out as a backer. To me, that stuff is priceless, man, Correct. because as a coach, when I'm watching scout team guys walk, do walkthrough, I'm yelling at them constantly because they're just not doing it right. They're not in the right, right. spots. They're not flowing. And he has the, just the wherewithal just to go out there and help the other guys, especially the second-team offense that's going to be out in the preseason game. Those little things right there, they add up every single day, and he's on it, and I think that's huge. 
How much fun do you think Rogers is having since you came up from Florida for these two sessions? This is your first time watching him in practice in green and white. I think what T.A. just said, I mean, or T.B., my bad, really said, really embodies how Rodgers has felt since he's come over to the Jets. I mean, the continuity, having fun with his teammates, literally putting the, the penny on to be the Mac linebacker, pointing things out. I know we, you were talking about it earlier, and you were the Malik Taylor throw from yesterday. Yeah. There was a throw today on a boot waggle that literally he had C.J. Uzama open in the middle of the field coming on a drag route, but he threaded it. And, again, he was rolling to his left, so for yeah. people that don't know, that's the opposite side of his arm strength, right? I believe only four quarterbacks in the league could have made this throw. Literally, was on the sideline. I think it was, too, if I'm not mis uh, mistaken, Alan Lazard. And there was nowhere to put the ball, but he put it on the money to him. And then you see him give him one of these little, you know, Aaron Rodgers fist pumps. Uh, it's just what he does at the quarterback position, I don't think we've ever seen here for the New York Jets. I've never seen it, right? And, you know, I, I've been around the team. I played for 10 years, followed the team ever since I retired. And it's just a breath of fresh air. I, I think you heard Coach uh, Albrecht talk about it in Hard Knocks. Like, say we give up a few scores, right? Say we give up a few, some yardage. We're going to be in the game because we have number eight. is our quarterback. He's our guy. So I think that really what embodies Aaron Rodgers and what he's meant to this team. And to Tony's point also, right, it's the little things that he does, like staying after practice, talking to guys. Zach Wilson, the simple things, just taking handoffs, his footwork. If he sees something wrong, he goes and corrects it right there. Receivers after the play, if Aaron's in his zone coverage, he's like, I want you to cut in a little bit more. You see that right there on the field, and that's how a team builds that continuity and gets better. It's those corrections on the field. He's going short with you. Anthony, he's going Tony. He's calling you TB. What do you think Only about that? Men. Only a few men have used Tony over the years. Oh, my bad. It's a lot of flashbacks. A lot of, a lot of, my, a lot of my coaches called me Tony over the years. Is that what it was? That's what it was. So maybe you're coming to the dark side and coming maybe. over Maybe. Good Lord. Oh, I love it. AB, um, let's talk about what Leger was speaking to before. The Jets, defensive line, strength and numbers, also the talent. And what you saw from them up front, because Bryce Young, the number one overall pick in the 2023 draft, he got a lot of great work because you're facing an elite front. And the Jets treated that like a game situation out here on Wednesday because they weren't pads. That's the first time the starters were going against an opponent, and they're not going to be playing Saturday night against the Panthers. Well, this is where the guys get their work, the Correct. starters. I mean, these joint practices have become kind of the, 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 the peak of training camp where you get that work with your ones and everybody feels comfortable in that setting. The reps are as close to game as possible because guys don't want to look bad against other guys in the league and they want to show off what they can do. So, uh, you know, the preseason games are what they are. It's for the younger towns, for the guys that are trying to find spots on the rosters, try to find your depth on your football team. But you're right. It is intense. It was an eye opener. I'm sure for, for, uh, for Bryce young, you know, you talk about his offensive line, they're young in some spots are trying to get some pieces there as well. And you got a veteran deep uh, defensive line that took advantage of those situations. That's what you want. That's the consistent part about what we saw last year at this defense is, you know, you knew if there were some limited areas on the offensive line for some of the teams they played, they were going to take advantage of it. And now you're talking about across the board and, and from behind when guys roll in, there's problems, right? So how do those offensive lines solve those problems? I just, I just really think it's, it's hard for, for five guys. Sometimes guys rotating in some guys that get hurt that come in offensively, 
for dif different teams that Jets are going to face, all these different types of players. You know, when you're when you're studying offensive linemen through the week, you're not looking at the backup guys. Correct. You know, <laughs> you got to go a little deeper with right. the Jets because, yeah. man, you know, Bryce uh, Huff comes into the game. Man. That's a problem. You know, you got to and you got to figure out how you're going to go against that. And then a guy like Will McDonald, who's a completely different type of pass rusher. You think you get your hands on him and shut him down, but can you get your hands on him Correct. and shut him down because he's constantly moving and, and getting his body in different places. So it's a challenge, and it was good work against Carolina's offense. Some guys are content after getting the bag, they say. Quinton Williams, four years in the National Football League, 25 years old. I actually see the opposite out of Quinton Williams. He wants to be considered the best defensive tackle Correct. in football. That is his, that's his next goal. And against the Panthers, he was unblockable. <laughs> that's the understatement of what he was. I mean, you said a lot of guys get content once they get the bag, but it seems like it's actually motivated him more to be the next great deep mm. tackle, right? I, I know a lot of people have talked about Aaron Donald being maybe the greatest defensive player ever and Chris Jones maybe taking the step to be the top guy and then Quinton's right under there. Well, I think he's taking that as a challenge this year because you can see it in the way he works at practice, right? He literally dominated that team period I was talking about. Started off with the sack. In their two-minute drill, first play of the two-minute sack. He could not be blocked. One-on-one -on -one pass rush. They had no answers for him. So I love that that's his mindset. Again, because a lot of guys could get a little comfortable. And Salah actually talked about that today in his press conference right before practice. Like, you, you want to watch guys and, you know, guys that get their money and get their bag, see if they get a little comfortable. But you haven't seen that from Quentin Williams. If anything, we've seen him take it up a notch. I've seen him talking to Jermaine Johnson and other D linemen when they felt like they didn't maybe run a – pass rush game properly, getting on them right there. Like, all right, guys, let's come together and get this right. You've seen him take that leadership role to another level. So you have to love that if you're Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, knowing that you paid a guy because he deserved it, but now he wants to take it to the next level. You are a head coach in the XFL. What are you watching when you study Robert Sala as he approaches year three and the Jets constantly in the news with the cameras, one Jets drive, fantastic job, in-house production team. You add hard knocks into the mix. You turn on ESPN every day. The Jets are being talked about yeah, probably 12 hours of airtime. Yeah, I think it starts just operation every single day, making everything smooth, making sure guys are in the right spots, guys are bouncing around. The coaching staff understands the tempo that needs to be set every single practice. I hear, you know, uh, Keith uh, uh, Carter, the, the offensive line coach, like, get off the field in between drills. The offense, it's a little details that builds the culture that you want so that when that trickles down and you get to the season, it really is becoming who you are as a football team. And just, you know, letting his coaches coach. You know, I think that's, that's a tough thing sometimes, right? Right. coaches like they always want to you know get their hands on it and step on it you know I, I can coach my coaches off the field in the meeting rooms do all these different things we can watch film we're going to watch all this practice all over again so it's like there's a time let your guys do their thing let them build their rapport with their players let them gain the trust that they have to gain and let them do their job on the field so those are things that obviously are there and that leadership quality as far as you know just the guidance before practice, during practice, pulling a guy aside, talking to him, you know, being aware of just what's going on, how the practice is going. Is it is it crappy? Do we shut it down? Do we bring it up? Mm. You know, th those are all things you constantly have to be prepared to, to hit on because you don't know what that day is going to entail, but you, you understand that everybody knows where to be and what to do, and it's clean. That's what I saw in the last two days of practice. The Jets just finished a walkthrough at the end of Thursday's practice. There are two players on the field right now. <laughs> One of them is Zach Wilson. Correct. He'll be making a second preseason start. How important are these reps for him in the summer 
before he takes the spot of being Aaron Rodgers' backup in the regular season starting against the Bills September 11th. They're monumental, right? Because once the season gets in, and A.B., I'll say A.B. this yeah. time, you know this, right? The starter's getting most of the reps. Your backup's not getting any reps barely throughout the season. So as far as game time reps, these are the best that Zach Wilson can hope for, and this is how he really betters himself. And Robert Sala talked about this also right before practice. He felt like he Zach Wilson didn't have his best practice in the cross practice. I believe it was his first interception that he threw in the two-minute two drill. So period. I know he's looking forward to answering that challenge. You always want to see how young quarterbacks bounce back not after they have maybe a bad couple plays, a bad practice, how they bounce back and respond in games. And this will be a big testament to see Zach Wilson in his growth, right? I know he's excited to, to take the challenge. We saw growth in that Hall of Fame game, that big completion to Malik Taylor down the sideline, looked the safety off through the nine route, hit him in stride. That's what you want to see from Zach Wilson. It's the little things, the fundamental and footwork in the pocket. That's where he struggled the last two years. That's the growth we want to see from Zach Wilson in this game Saturday and moving throughout the preseason. How much can he grow just from watching the operation? Because you're talking about taking in practice and watching Aaron Rodgers, who essentially is a player coach. How much can he grow just watching one of the best who's ever played the game do it? And then also, you want to raise your standard, but at the same time, you don't want to go out and try to be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think it's 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 a make or break situation for your career when you talk about that. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't play immediately when he got drafted. He got to watch one of the great quarterbacks. And, you know, regardless of what their relationship was, he picked up a lot from him on how he just handled players in the huddle, broke down a huddle, you know, after practice. Zach's got to watch all that because he has to learn how to act like a quarterback, you know. Just because you're a quarterback doesn't mean you know how to do all of those kind of things off the field. He's got tremendous talent. He can throw a ball anywhere on the field, all these great things. But there is more to it at the position. And, you know, sometimes you just don't pick that up in college and you don't have a guy to watch to really learn from because you're thrown into the fire so quickly because you're a high draft pick. Uh, now he gets to take a step back. You got to embrace that. I think he has. This is his childhood idol, right? So right. you know he, he's he's got a chance. You know, okay, I just saw him play, watched him on TV, saw interviews. Now he gets to have every waking moment around him. I would be literally, you know, those little uh, bags that the backpacks with the string that the kids are wearing now with the parents. And they <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Put one of those on Aaron Rodgers' back be in his and, hip just, pocket. and just hold on to him. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, sure. That's listen, man. This is it, it's invaluable information. Uh, and I'm telling you, it will make or break Zach Wilson's career, and, and we'll find out when that time comes and he gets that, that opportunity. And, and you know what? If you're the backup, you're one hit away. So, Correct. You know, th this team's got aspirations. You can't just shut down the season if something were to go down, so he has to be prepared. Jets fans, we're in our final push, and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The WinBet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's Sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. Uh, dudes, I don't even know what day it is as far as on the calendar. I know it's Thursday, and the Jets played their second preseason game in two days. You guys are talking about quarterbacks potentially taking hits. Where is the Jets' offensive line right now? What's your level of concern? 
Yeah, I, I know they're confident with their interior three with McGovern, ABT, and Lincoln Thompson. Yep. I think the big concern is offensive tackle, and that was the concern last year. I mean, Joe Douglas did a wonderful job. You know, a lot of people would get after him, but he brought four guys in, and all four get hurt. I mean, you can't account for that as a GM when your top four offensive tackles get hurt, I right? Know. So, And they've dealt with some injuries this year, right? Dwayne Brown still hasn't been cleared and, and come back ready to play. I believe he's still on the pup list. Robert Sala said he's getting closer, so hopefully we see him in a week or two. Makai Becton is working through it. He's actually gotten better every single day. I really like how he came out today. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? And you can speak to this, A.B. When you're coming off an injury, right, it's about stacking the days and building that confidence in that injury, right? So for him to not have missed any time the last couple days, that's got to be big, not only for the team, but for his psyche as a player because there's mental hurdles you have to jump over where you're coming off an injury. And I think that's what he's working through now. Looked really good, even though it was a non-padded practice. The things I look for in offensive linemen is how can they bend, right? Uh, do they stop, you know, power? Again, you don't want to see guys power rushing with no pads on, but can they redirect when a guy makes a stunt move and things like that? He did that really well today. So, and then you look at Max Mitchell, who's just coming along. They've kind of flipped him back and forth between left tackle and right tackle. With Billy Turner, I think, right? Yeah, him with Billy Turner. I think he's best suited for right tackle. You could tell he just looks more comfortable at right tackle. So there has been some growing pains, right? Talked about building that continuity. I know Aaron Rodgers and Salah both said this. We want to know our starting five. We want to know it sooner than later so you can build that continuity. So everybody's on the same string. Everybody's doing the same thing. They knew they can trust their brother to the inside and the outside of them. So there's some work to be done at the offensive tackle position. But the good thing is you get to work again this Saturday against another color jersey, and you got two more preseason games to work the kinks out before the season starts. A.B., really interesting because Sala was asked about Elijah Vera Tucker, who is such a valuable chess piece, and that line never really fully recovered from losing him in Week 7 last year. But Vera Tucker, we saw him play guard last year, left tackle and right tackle. He made it clear today that he's going to play his best five, and the Jets love Vera Tucker at guard. And I'm sure he wants to play at right guard just because he had that sense of permanence. But he left open that door that he could go outside and play tackle. Uh, you know, I, I would say this. He has flexibility. And I would say after the week practice with the Bucks, if they start to utilize him there and give him some reps there, there may be okay. We don't we're not quite sure yet because that's where I think the buildup to get those guys prepared on the edge, that whether they're not healthy yet or there's a confidence thing or you're just trying to find the right mix, I think you can take it to after the joint practice of the buck. That's why right. today I felt like, you know, look, today was a big day to, to work, you know, with, with Carolina. And obviously the, the weather, or at least what the weather was supposed to be, didn't allow it. But uh, you get through this weekend of games, you go through next week, and then, okay, like – We've got three solid weeks. You know, they had the extra week with um, the Hall of Fame week as well. So it's giving you enough time to see. There's film now. There's This is what we got. You know, it ain't going to change much till, in, till we get to September. Like, this is what they are. And now you got to start making those decisions because after Bucks week, you got to start rolling. Or at least into those practices, you want to have a good base. Like, these are our five. Correct. We're rolling with it. If it's a disaster, then you know what? We may have to slide out and, and – work from the inside out to get better if you have to. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think you know, with Brown coming back, he's in the right track. He's a staple. He stays healthy. And now you have three guys that can kind of operate at the right-hand side uh, with the with the safety valve of Tucker. Then now you're, you're in a good shape. So it's a build-up process, man. It's never going to look good all the time. It's just got to look good when we start the season. So once the season starts, hopefully those guys are locked in and everybody feels good about what they're doing. 
what are your thoughts there? Because Dwayne Brown is a workout warrior. Yeah. We saw him out on the practice field yesterday. Looks jacked. He, he's jacked. <laughs> but Sala was clear about there's a difference between being Correct. in shape for the gym and the beach, you know. <laughs> but he's getting after it. But part of it, he said, the rehab has to do with the shoulder. Part of it's just the conditioning. He didn't want to put a timetable on it. Where are you at as far as the tackle position and then AVT? Yeah, that's the thing. With AVT's versatility, you can move him around, right? This guy started at left tackle, which I didn't think was going to happen in Denver week. Didn't surrender a pressure. It was dominant until he had the injury. So you have that versatility. I agree with AB here. Like, next week is the barometer where you need to decide what you're going to do moving forward. Like, you need two solid three weeks of that starting five to know in your head who's going to be starting here. That way these guys get comfortable with Aaron Rodgers and the checks and also moving together. Because if you do got to move some chess pieces around, you want them to build that continuity with their guard on the inside. You know how important that is. You got to be able to know what your guard is thinking, especially when guys make inside moves. If you guys slide into the right, does he have your back or not? So you you have to implement that on the practice field. So I think what A.B. said, is 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 the smartest way to approach this after that Tampa Bay cross practice week you figure out all right this is what we have we'll see where you know um I don't know why I'm having a brain Dwayne fart Brown. Dwayne, Dwayne Brown, Brown is good. at that good. situation if he's ready to go great we leave AVT inside because I believe he can be an all pro at guard I think he could be a pro bowl type uh, right or left tackle, but I believe his, he's best suited to stay inside. So I believe after that week, they'll make a final decision. But to Salah's point with, you know, Dwayne Brown, like you can be in shape, but there's nothing like football shape. Yeah. And the only way to get in football shape is to go out there and practice. So he needs a solid – veterans need a solid two weeks okay. of good work to feel comfortable enough that to start warrior, the game. That dude's a though. I will say that. He so, is that, we, but there's nothing that like getting the reps playing on with one arm. Yeah. There's nothing like getting those practice reps, and you can speak to this, A.B. You can you can be a workout warrior. You can look good, look the part, but it's a lot different when there's a 265-pound man coming with speed to power or coming with a spin move, right, or a chop club. You need those reps. Your body has to respond to those reps. There's a callus that you have to build up to get ready for the and season. And Dwayne Brown knows that. He yeah. knows his yeah. body. He knows, like, hey, I got to start. He could have shut got, it down last year. I got to yeah. start, right. start being out there now. Like, Correct. I have to get out there. Wherever he's at, wherever he's feeling, he knows he's going to need it personally because he's been doing it for so long. What Correct. it's going to take his body to be there outside of just throwing medicine balls and doing all that <laughs> stuff. Everybody on offense is excited about Rodgers' arrival. But let's talk about your position. Yeah. A guy that we've seen – targeted frequently the last few days of practice is C.J. Uzama. The Jets also have a highly athletic, I think, mismatch problem with Tyler Conklin. Right. We saw him be productive last year. They're also talking up Jeremy Rucker because he's coming off his really, truly, a true first professional offseason. What do you think about the tight end group, and also the backs coming out of the backfield, how involved they're going to be in the pass game. It's going to be huge. Uh, if you look at Nathaniel uh, Hackett's background with the tight ends, you look at Aaron Rodgers, what he did in Green Bay, you're going to get the ball. Um, you know, CJ has a chance to get more opportunities. Uh, Conklin clearly is going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of looks. He's a good route runner. He knows space, and he's not going to be missed when the when the routes are built to get, to get him the football. Uh, I do like Ruckert. I think, you know, he, he is posing – a really good threat for more playing time. Mm. Um, you know, he, he can do a lot. And he was at a place in college where he couldn't get as much 
because of the the, the people that were around them from, yeah. from a talent standpoint. Garrett right, Wilson, receiver. Chris yeah, Olave, exactly. Jameson Williams. You know, when Come you're on talking now. about play action game, rollouts, nakeds, that's that's huge part of what Nathaniel Hackett's going to do. And those little pop passes that are tight, they're going to get them, and they're going to get those over routes, and they're going to they're going to find ways in the red zone to get on the ball. So look for the numbers collectively to really jump this year, just because a quarterback that just gets the understanding of what the value is at that position, these guys got to be on it because the ball's coming their Man, way. He's amazing to watch as far as his ball handling is concerned and what he does in the play action. Because still at 39, he can get out on the move a little bit, and he's comfortable being on the move, and you talked about that before. But just his skills with the play-action game, it's really fun to watch. It's crazy, right? Because if you try to blitz him, he knows where you're coming from. And they have had things built in. He did one play in. at practice yesterday <laughs> where he's baiting guys. He's literally, baiting them. come in. Literally. And, it, and he has it built in where the tight ends, running backs, and receivers are all on one accord where they know to just turn around and stop, right? He had a, a play today on a play-action pass. That was just God ridiculous. I believe he was on one foot, and he threw it to C.J. Uzama to his back shoulder. Again, not too many quarterbacks making that, that play. Not too many quarterbacks deciphering the blitz and then getting the ball off to get a first down. So, again, it just looks like it's easy for Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's the best way to describe it. Just knows where to go with the football, knows how to manipulate the defense. He'll let you – he'll make sure you show your hand. And then it's one of the greatest ever – and causing 12 men on the field or getting a defense to jump offside. And I think that's an added thing to the Jets' offense that people aren't talking about enough, right? That's a free five yards. You want to stay ahead of the sticks. Getting people to jump offside and then getting 12 men on the field with substitution issues, Aaron Rodgers is the best in the league at doing that. A.B., we saw that today out here on the practice field where Hackett was yelling at the opposite sideline to the defense, get off the field, get <laughs> off the field, because you saw Rodgers run up under center, and get ready. You never know when he's going to take a snap. And also, like yesterday, I saw him line up in the gun. He waited, he waited. Then one of the Carolina edge rushers that came up, then he changes, goes right under center. It, it totally changes the place. So it's for him, everything out here is chess. He's a chess player, and everybody else is trying to catch up because they're playing checkers. That's what the quarterback is supposed to do. Quite yeah. frankly, I mean, when you're playing in the league and you're a starting quality quarterback, you need to be doing that stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, then the defenses are smarter now. They're better. Right. Uh, they got better athletes. You don't have a lot more. You know, the time is less with the speed that's out there. Your decision process, you, you have to have it made at the line of scrimmage before the snap goes off. And then in that instance when you got to make that quick second-tier decision, it just happens. But you already know because you're, you're preset, your film study, you know a guy's covering up, a nickel he may come. All those variations are so fast and happen. It's the toughest position. I mean, listen, it, it's, not, it's not for everybody, right? So he does it at the highest level, and it's going to show up this year. We're going to be like, wow, like, you know, there's, like you said, not too many guys can do that. And, and, but he, that's, what, that's the experience. He's 39. He's played it so long. He yeah. learned from one of the greatest. And now it's just it's, – it's easy. There's, it almost looks like he's arrogant when he does it. It's just – he knows he get it's a it's a confidence because of the everything he's done in his career and and it, it pays off every single day for him. It's the, interesting the choice of words there as far as arrogant. It's it's just I know what you're saying yeah. though because yeah. it never looks like he's hurried. There's never he doesn't look like there's a sense of urgency because it comes so easy to him. He knows it inside and out. 
It's like, just yeah, yeah, he's never going to press. Never. Yeah, it's just confidence in this offense. And, and Anthony was talking about this earlier, right? It's it's one thing when, like, Brady leaves and goes to Tampa, has to learn a whole new offense under Bruce Arians. But this guy has been in this offense, won two MVPs in this offense. So it's kind of like he picked up where he left off when he was with Green Bay as far as knowing all the nuances to the offense and how to make certain checks and, again, how to manipulate the defense, how to get them to jump offside, how to get them 12 men on the field. Again, it's just – he has supreme confidence when he's out there, and you can see it. He knows where each person is supposed to be, not just on offense. He knows where the defenders are supposed to be. So you love to have that as a, at, your, at your quarterback position, the guy that knows exactly what he's doing, play in and play out. And as a player in the huddle, yeah. when you're seeing this, it gives me a sense of calmness. I, sure. I, I play different because I'm not worried about, like, oh, I, I, here comes my play. Is, is he going to look at me? Like, you know. If you're the option in practice yeah. or it was built for you, like if you get over, you're getting the ball. Correct. You know, like that. that's that's a feeling for linemen and receivers and tight ends and running backs, man. And then he's also a guy like, bam, running backs, not quite. Hey, she can change it, go to the flat or hook <laughs> over it, whatever that may be. Uh, it just it opens up so much, man. It's a, it's just a fortunate uh, uh, situation for this team to be in right now, to have a guy that can do that. And I'm telling you, from day one, you're the first game, it's going to show up, and it's going to be fun to see. It, it's watching every day one of the greatest conductors of all time. Okay, so quick thoughts before we get out of here. What have you seen from Jermaine Johnson? Because Carl Lawson did not make the trek, uh, trip. Got some back tightness, so he's back in Florham Park. But they're also very encouraged about Johnson so far early in camp. What did you see from him against the Panthers? Yeah, I mean, he had a wicked spin move today. I know it wasn't versus the Panthers, but he had one on Max Mitchell that was nasty. But yeah. you've seen the growth and ascension from Jermaine Johnson. Always played with a lot of effort and energy. and You see that out on the field. You saw him get into it with Hayden Hurst, the tight end. Two, yesterday, two, two plays, plays in a row. Uh, but that's what he's been this whole camp, right? He's been the energy grabber of the defensive line. So we've seen him take that jump. Uh, we've seen him become more concise in his pass rush moves, which I really like, right? He's been more open to using different moves. The spin move has come out. The chop club has come out. We've just seen that growth. He's always been a physical player, right? That's what he was at Florida State. A lot of people didn't talk about that in the run game, but to me, he was the best run defender out of all the edge guys last year. And you see that on tape as well. So you see him taking that extension, especially with Carl Lawson out for a little bit right now. It's good to see him get in there with the mix with Quentin Williams and JFM, yep. getting that continuity with those guys. Because we know this defensive line likes to rotate. But I I, I specifically want to watch Jermaine this year because I believe he's going to get an uptick in playtime. Where last year he was about 30%. I would not be surprised if he plays 40 to 40, 45% of the snaps for the defense this year. It's just one thing I know. It's just he, he changes body. Yeah. yeah. He, he's more, he looks more flexible. Yeah. He seemed a little tight last year. You know, he just he didn't know how to work his body, treat his body. Now he got a year under his belt. He he watched other guys. Carl Lawson probably, you know, taught him a lot of stuff on how you know how oh, to get his yeah. body right. I mean, he's lost his approach. So now, game now it's really just got to translate on on Sundays. Yeah. All right. So, and I do want to remind people when they analyze Jets Panthers joint practices that Sauce Gardner, I think he had some quad tightness, so he did not practice against Carolina. Garrett Wilson coming off the ankle. He did not practice against the Panthers. What I like what Rodgers did today, second play of team. Oh, 17's back. Here you go. I get right involved. And then the other guy who's a monster piece for this team who we'll find out more in the weeks ahead is Brees Hall. I mean, so those are three Major monster <laughs> pieces. And those guys, if they're not stars already, they're going to be stars in the National Football League. Well, I, 
you know, th- two you of those know, guys. You, know you can count on a cyclone. So exactly. Ah! <laughs> well, I'm glad that you brought up that Garrett Wilson play okay. because it was like, even though Garrett Wilson's missed the last couple of practices, it was like there was no drop off between him and Aaron Rodgers. They just in sync. It's it's crazy to think that they've only been together what about five months, five and a half months because. He knew exactly where to set up in yeah. zone right there. And Aaron Rodgers hit him right in between the numbers. And, again, we talked about this earlier. Rodgers will correct players after plays. Like, I want you to just cut in a little bit more. He didn't have to do that with Garrett Wilson. He knew exactly where to set up. And that's reps on the field. That's the only way you can get that continuity. So I would not be surprised if Garrett Wilson, and you can clip this, Goes over fifteen hundred yards this year. Yeah, I mean, I that's was, yeah. that. Is, I was there a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, that that is just the <laughs> continuity that they numbers. have. I really do expect yeah. Gaudy numbers. He's that good. I, I, last year, I he's good now. He did it with four, four different quarterbacks. Correct. He's got Aaron Rodgers now. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers is going to feed him the rock. He's he's going to break all kinds of records around here. Yeah, for sure. This was fun, fellas. Really enjoyed it. And uh, the lasting image I'll have from joint practices, not just Rodgers and everything we saw from the defensive line. But Sauce Gardner not practice against Carolina, and he gets some good work in for Brandon Eccles. And Brandon Eccles had a pick six against the number one overall pick in his drafts. So good work for the Jets, even though they weren't able to get that second day of practice in with the Panthers. We'll see what happens Saturday night. Great seeing you guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you.